Hi everyone, welcome back to Mummy Matters. Today's episode is with a GP that specializes in women's health. She has an in-depth knowledge on contraceptives and is here to bust all the myths as well as give us a comprehensive overview. I have personally known her for around eight and a half years and it's my honor to be introducing you to the very talented Dr. Sonia Rai. So my name's Dr. Sonia Rai. I've been a GP for about 10 years now in Leicestershire area. Um, I've been doing coils and implants and contraceptions for about eight years, um, uh, which I love doing. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Also, I'm a mum of two. So um, I've got a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. So I understand the kind of struggles of mixing and, you know, how important it is to look after yourself. And we don't always do that. So yeah, hopefully we'll have a good chat about all the contraceptions. Yeah. So let's start with um, what are contraceptions and what do they help with? Yeah, so going back to really basic kind of level. So basically a contraception is a type of method that's going to stop you from getting pregnant. So there's actually lots of different types of contraceptions. When I was writing it down the other day, I actually, could, I think I wrote 15 different types of methods. So everyone thinks of contraception, they might think of the pill, but actually there's loads. So you've got like your natural methods, you've got things like caps, diaphragms, condoms, injections, pills, um, permanent methods as well that we could touch on as well. I mean, the great thing about England, the UK, is that we have our NHS, our fab NHS, and contraception is free. So all forms of contraception that we have are free, including condoms. So if you went to a sexual health clinic, you can pick up free condoms from there. So we're really lucky that we have this. And actually, we're probably one of the worst countries to utilize contraception in Europe. So um, and I don't know why, because it's free and people know about it, but it's just one of those things, I think. Yeah. So promoting it's really important. Yeah. So as a, as a mom, uh, which are the most popular types that people use and what has the most success rates? Right. So initially, when we go on contraception and we're younger, our needs are different. So every time we look at somebody, it's a tailored approach. So I would never say, oh, you're a mom, this is your best type of contraception. It depends on you, your lifestyle, your health beliefs and things like that. So you've got to tailor it to everyone. So initially, when if you were like 15, 16 and wanted to start contraception, we might go say to you to go on the pill. Lots of people know about the pill. It's been around for years. It's something and it's it's about 70 to 99 percent effective, depending on how well you take it. So a lot of people use it. You take it every day. You have your break. You have your period. And, and that's how you take it. Now, actually, you can do tailored regimes. So if you wanted to go on the pill, for example, but you didn't want a period, there are types of pills that you can take continuously and you don't have a period for it at all. Um, but the only thing about pills is that it's very user dependent. So that means it relies on the person to take it every day. This is why there's such a range of how effective it is. So before, you know, if you're only having to worry about yourself, you remember to take your pills, you take your vitamins, you take everything. As soon as you become a mum, you forget. And, you're, and that's why the pill is not a great option if you've just had a baby and you're busy because you're more likely to forget it. And if you forget it, then there's a chance you can get pregnant. Nice. So when, when women come, and every woman will have the chance to talk about contraception when they come in for their eight-week baby check. Okay. So the baby check is for the baby and also for the mum. 
And one of the key things is um, to talk about contraception, we talk about things called LARCs, which are, stand for long acting reversible contraceptions. And the good thing about that is they're not dependent on someone taking a tablet. So once they're in, they're in for three to five to even 10 years, and then you don't have to worry about your contraception again. So if you asking as a mother, what the best type of contraception would be, I would say go for a LARC option. And what's the success rate? So it depends again, which one. Actually, all the LARCs have really good success rates in terms of they are, the evidence shows that they're 99% effective. So if you've got a LARC in your body, you're not going to get pregnant. So that's the kind of take home message. So that's why they're different from the pill because, you know, once they're in, you don't need to worry about it. It doesn't matter with the pill if you get ill, it can sometimes not work. If you're on antibiotics, it can sometimes not work. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of things that can affect it. But as long as everything is, is a, like in terms of your health, your past medical history, your drugs that you're on, if everything is okay, then you could go for a LARC option. So the first one, uh, so we can move on to the LARCs now actually, is the Depo injection. Okay. That's kind of um, your progesterone hormones. You've got two hormones in your body, your estrogen and your progesterone, and the pills have got a combination of both or just one. Um, so the Depo is a, a one that goes in the arm, normally in the top of the arm or in, in your buttock, and it lasts 12 weeks. And that one is good because um, for 12 weeks then you're sorted. Again, if you're a busy mom, coming in every 12 weeks to the surgery can sometimes be quite difficult. So if you don't book that follow-up, you're gonna lose the contraceptive effect. So after three months, you're not gonna have it. So not many moms actually go for that option. The other options are the implant uh, or the coil. So the implant is again, progesterone hormone, and it's a flexible tube that goes in the upper part of your arm. So we normally put it like here in the arm, Okay. And it's like a little injection and it numbs the area and it just put, goes underneath the skin and you can normally feel it, but you can't see it. And that's great because it's not that it's not painful. It's a little injection that numbs the skin. It lasts for three years. Um, and with that one, it can stop your periods as well. So sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes women like to have periods. So that's why it's not always a good option for everybody. The only downfall of that option is it can give you irregular bleeding. So if you like to know when your period's going to be, that sometimes that can be an issue because especially the first six months, you can get this irregular bleeding pattern. But that's a great one because once it's in your arm, three years you've done, especially if it's your first child and you, if you want to have more children in the future, after about two years, you could decide to take it out. Your fertility goes back to what it was before. And, and and that's it, you're done. Um, if you want to carry on, you can just take it out, put a new one in. So that's a good option too. Do you have many friends with implants? I've you got a few, that? I've got a few. Um, but yeah, it's for the same reason that once it comes out, um, I think you get the fertility back. And I think that's a big thing for the moms that I know um, because yeah. they've got that option. They're not <laughs> Yeah, and out of the two options, you know, uh, implant and coil is definitely the least painful. So if you're gonna say, oh, I want something that's not very painful, then <laughs> implants probably less painful. <laughs> right. So yeah, okay. so, uh, so that's your implant. So then you've got um, your other type of LARCs, which are your coils. 
Um, and there's two types of coils and um, not many people know this. Everyone assumes that coils are hormonal, they're not. So you've got your non-hormonal coil, which is your copper coil. And then you've got your hormonal coils, which is the marina coil, which many people know about. And there's actually another one called the chylina coil, which is the same, but it's actually got less hormone in it. So the, the, the one that people mostly go for is the Mirena because it stops your period. So, and that lasts for five years. So you, that goes internally into the womb. And the way that's done is, so most women have had a smear test. Mm -hmm. So it's like having a smear, that kind of position, you use a speculum. And then the entrance to the womb is called your cervix, which is where we normally take the smear from. And then you pass the instrument through and it sits into your womb. It's actually a very small instrument. It's probably the size of like my fingertip. Um, and when that goes through, that can cause like cramping pain and um, discomfort. But it, um, most people will use like numbing gels and things like that to help with that. Nice. So if you can tolerate a smear, you can probably tolerate a coil, which is what I normally say yeah. um, to women. So, um, and that one is good because it, it makes the lining of the womb very thin. It, you don't get a period with it. You might get some light bleeding, you may not. Um, and again, it's it's long term, it's five years. And if you take that out after three years, your fertility's back to how it was. Um, the Kylina is exactly the same, it's just a little bit smaller. And it, but that one, because it's got less hormone in it, you do tend to get a period with that. So if you want to have a period, and a lot of women do want to have a period for cultural reasons or personal reasons, that's not a bad option because you'll get a light period every month. Now, if you didn't want to have any hormones in my, you know, if you said, look, I don't like hormones, I don't like the way they make me feel, um, then an, an option is a copper coil. So that's purely, it's actually like a coil, but it's got copper in it. And that stops um, the implantation and the sperm reaching the egg. So the only downfall with that one, though, is that your periods will become heavier. So if you have heavy periods, I tend to tell my ladies, don't go for that option because they get really heavy periods with that and that makes them anemic. So, but if you have very light periods and you wanted to go for a, an option with no hormones in it, a copper coil is great and they can last 10 years. So if you're in your thirties or forties, that that's 10 years of contraception sorted for you. So that they're the main ones that I would offer somebody that's coming in like at their six week check. Okay. So going on from that, what are the short-term effects, side effects, and are there any long-term effects? Because it is obviously a foreign object going into your body, right? Yeah, so with any procedure, you've got a risk of infection, uh, bruising, bleeding. Yeah. The infection actually with all coils in this country, we swab all our women, so for infection. Yeah. It doesn't cause infection. So some women think that if you have a coil and it will give you an infection, it doesn't give you an infection. If you do get an infection, then we can give you some antibiotics and that will be picked up on the swab that we do when you're having your coil done. Right. Um, there is a risk of infection putting it in because it's an instrument, but it's done in a sterile procedure. I've been doing it for eight, nine years now. I've never had an infection um, after putting a coil in. The other side effect is that it can be uh, expelled. So sometimes some women um, in the first six weeks, it can actually come out, the coil. Um, and if that happens, and obviously your body's re rejected it, so it's not gonna work. So 
normally what we do is we do a, a six-week coil check or we get the ladies to check their strings and we, we show you how to do that to make sure it's in place um obviously the procedures a little it can be painful you can get some cramping afterwards mm-hmm. it's like a period cramp which lasts for a couple of days maximum and then it just settles really and then you might get the irregular bleeding at the beginning but most women it will settle into a pattern or just stop completely right. like within a few weeks so you have to be patient with it yeah <laughs> yeah and I always say to my ladies like give it at least three especially for the implant and the quilt give it at least three months yeah. for it to really settle into a pattern because you know if you can persevere for that first bit you've got your contraception sorted for like three to five years so it's just that first bit sometimes it can be a bit of a pain but not not everyone not not everyone has that okay so what are the reasons can the doctor suggest contraceptives for or are there any other reasons yeah so the the when you're younger if you're like having heavier periods and pmt and things like that uh pills are very good for that um, if you also suffer with things like fibroids, heavy periods, so some a lot of women, when you've had a baby, your periods change. Yeah. I know mine did. Like I used to suffer with heavy periods all the time anyway, but mine um, totally changed after having children. Became really painful. I've got a lot of PMT symptoms after, mm. which I, which was crazy. Like my husband would say you know oh you're on your period you're getting really angry at me and I'll be like no I'm not and then I'll check and I'll be like oh he's right yeah I am on my period but um yeah so the coil is really good for that and actually the marina coil this is not the copper is actually licensed for heavy periods it's a number one treatment for heavy periods so if you suffer with painful heavy periods marina coil is a really good option for you um and it's licensed for that also on the other end you know if you're in your 40s and, and you're thinking about contraception um, marina coils can be used as part of hrt okay. so if you need it as part of hrt later it, it can be used as part of that and then you just need the estrogen component to it so that's really useful so i fit loads of coils in women in, in their late 40s that actually want it for hrt i've got a lady actually that i did last week and she's 56 and she's having a coil change just purely for hrt and she loves it so you can have it you can keep going with it um so yeah the implant is is only used for contraception there's no other indication for using an implant it's only licensed for contraception but the coil um the marina coil can be used for lots of different things so are there any myths surrounding coils implants I'm sure there is yeah you can uh, try and learn yeah so I mean yeah so a lot of people think that the coil is going to make you gain weight and the implant as well so a lot of women say I don't want to go on the implant because my friend went on it and she got really fat and I don't want to go on it it's actually nothing there's no evidence to suggest that it's different to the pill. So if you took the mini pill, mm-hmm. the side effects are weight gain and um, breast tenderness, nausea, because of the progesterone side effects. With the implant and the coil, because they're very lower doses and the coil especially just acts on the wound, it doesn't get to the rest of your body. So yes. it only acts on your wound. And if it's only acting on your wound, it can't cause weight gain, it can't cause mood swings, it doesn't cause acne. So all of these, um, kind of side effects that people worry about the the coil doesn't do that um it's because of other reasons or 
is in, and the main one is that we our kids food and end up eating more calories yeah. <laughs> and their food has got butter in it and that's why you kind of gain weight yeah. so it's not the pill and uh, the coil or the implant and I've had women say I'm I'm convinced it's my implant I take it out their weight doesn't change and then they regret that that I removed it so yeah, yeah it doesn't do that um so the only one that can cause weight gain is the POP the pop pill which is a progesterone only pill Right. that's the only one that has actually got evidence to say that it'll gain weight and that that's a big one you know obviously everyone's trying to shift their baby weight yeah and they worry about that so that is an important one um <clears throat> the other thing that a lot of people worry about is that it'll affect their fertility so they say oh um i've heard that if you don't have your periods then it means i'm not gonna be able to get pregnant later on in life again that's a complete myth it can take your it can your periods can be delayed in coming back that one is especially true of the depot the injection um but once your periods are back your fertility will go back to how it would have been pre um contraception so if someone's on the pill for 20 years it doesn't matter as soon as you come off that pill your contraception your fertility is is how it should be so the same for the implant, same for the coil, your, your fertility will just go back. Bear in mind that, you know, you will be older. So fertility does decrease the older we get. So, it, you know, whether it's, it will be more to do with that than um, actually the contraception itself. Other one that a lot, a lot of women worry about is uh, the coil causes ectopic pregnancies. I don't know if you've heard that one. Heard that one yeah. So again, that's a myth. Um, it doesn't cause ectopics, but if you do get pregnant with the coil in, which is very rare, it's more likely to be an ectopic. So if somebody is pregnant and they have a coil in, you have to just be wary of that, but it doesn't cause ectopic pregnancies. Um, and then another one that I get commonly told is, um, which probably won't relate to our, the ladies listening, is that you can't have a coil if you haven't had children. Again, not true. I fit coils in um, 18 year olds and they're amazing. They don't flinch, it's like incredible. And as long as you have a womb, you can have a coil at any age. Um, <clears throat> so it, sometimes it can be a bit trickier, but any, any age, and there's no upper age limit either to having a coil fitted. Um, like I mentioned about the HRT yeah um, and another one that I see a lot when I used to work in the city where we had a lot of um, Asian patients was that, that there's a bit of a myth about um, the blood goes somewhere else in the body so they say it's not natural not to have a period I used to get this a lot <clears throat> where does the blood all go if I'm not having a period it's going to stay in my body and it's toxic to my body the coil the lining of the womb thins down so if there's no lining to shed, there's no blood to get rid of. So there's no worry in terms of that your body's not having a period because there's no blood to get rid of, if that makes sense. So that's a myth as well. And it's fine not to have a period. You know, it doesn't do your body any harm. I think it's nice. nice question. Does it affect you if you don't have periods? No, not at all. I think it's more of a psychological thing. You know, people worry, oh, if I don't have a period, how do I know I'm not pregnant? Yeah. As long as a coil is in and you can feel the strings, it will be working. Um, you know, so, uh, but if you are a worrier like that, then maybe the coil isn't a good option because if your periods stop 
and you're going to be worried every month if you're pregnant mm. you're just going to be doing loads of pregnancy tests so maybe yeah. a kylina would be better because you'll still have a, a period every month or a copper coil may be better because you'll still get that period every month so it has to be tailored to the type of person that you are and what you require out of your contraception no definitely are there any natural methods that mothers can use if they didn't want to go down the whole contraceptive route yeah so one would be if, you, if it wasn't because you didn't want hormones then i would say go for the copper coil if you said i don't want to use any type of contraception i don't want anything in my body i don't want to take any tablets there are two two methods that are that are known one is the natural planning method and that is you keep a diary for about two to three months and you're looking for your own body's fertility signs and the two main things are your te body temperature and the cervical mucus so the kind of your vaginal discharge that you get it's it's not an easy thing to do it, you have to be really dedicated to do this because you have to keep a diary um, you have to check your temperature first thing in the morning before you do anything before you get out of bed um, and then what you're doing is you're measuring for a rise in your basal temperature and that's when you know that you're about that happens after ovulation so you know that you're not going to get pregnant it also can be affected by things like if you get ill that would change it if you're stressed that would change it so it's very dependent on your environmental factors um, so some women do it um, again the success rate would depend on how vigilant you are and taking your temperature and things like that so it's not something I would recommend first line um, because the failure rate is quite high and it's actually quite hard to to keep to that kind of strict regime yeah. and then the other thing that is the lactational amenorrhea method people may have read as LAM so that is purely for women that have had a baby and are exclusively breastfeeding so they can't give a bottle at all. It has to be exclusively breastfeeding. Um, and they have to be feeding every, at least every four hours during the day and every six hours at night. Also not have a period. If you are hitting all those targets and you're not giving any food or anything like that, and you don't have a period, then you're not going to get pregnant. So it's a bit like, you know, when they say, oh, if you're breastfeeding, you can't get pregnant. Yeah. That's true <clears throat> if you follow these these steps as soon as you start weaning as yeah. soon as your period comes or if you're if you introduce a bottle and you do mixed you can't rely on the lactational and amenorrhea method it's purely for for that so normally it's <clears throat> and it's only up to six months after six months you can't use it so some women you know do exclusively breastfeed will not give their child anything until they're six months old it might work for them as long as you don't have a period so there there are two options as well that you can use so if you want more information about any of the kind of methods as the nhs websites are really good so if you put in like larks nhs it comes up with all the different options and it will tell you like the pros and cons of everything the other thing is um Every surgery will have a practice nurse that will probably specialise in contraception. Mm -hmm. If you've just had a baby, like I mentioned earlier, at your eight-week check, they, that should be discussed. Um, and you can always talk to your GP about it. So um, there's loads of information out there that you can access. And if you're not sure, the best thing to do is speak to a healthcare professional. Don't listen to all the things that people are saying. If somebody's had a bad experience, it doesn't mean that you're going to have that. 
And actually, whenever I get my ladies coming back saying, oh, this is great. I'm like, tell your friends because, you know, you get you hear so many bad things about the implant and the coil. And actually, people don't talk about all the good stuff. Yeah. 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 Because why would you? <laughs> no, definitely. OK, great. It was great chatting to you. Uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Um, if you've got any questions, do send them in and we can get Dr. Rai back in um, to answer them. Um, but thank you for doing this and we really appreciate it. Thank you.